Alrighty, welcome back to Paint Performance. Uh, we've got Tom and Dave with us again. Um, no guests today, but um, today we're going to be talking about some bicep pain when we're exercising. I guess specifically when we are deadlifting, squatting, and benching, um, because that's when we commonly find a lot of our clients get bicep pain. Um, so I guess Tom takes away. How do, how does this come about typically when we're squatting? I guess like. Uh, there can be like a few different reasons as to why it kind of presents but I guess when we're talking about bicep pain we're just talking about that shitty feeling sort of like up close to the shoulder and then potentially running down towards the elbow like not necessarily it has to be like a burning sensation it could be tightness it could be like an achy pain it could be a sharp pain um, but yeah I guess like there can be a couple of different reasons as to why it does sort of present itself um, I guess I'll go through um, some of the more common ones that I tend to see. So um, I guess one of the big ones that we'll see most of the time with the SBD is will be, I guess, just slowly and surely starting to lose a little bit of shoulder extension. So it's like, yep. especially if someone gets more and more jacked, you know, like their lats get bigger, they turn more and more into just like a brick shit house. Like it just becomes harder to get your arm behind your body. Like everything starts getting pushed outwards instead of moving backwards. So I guess over time we just start to lose, you know, that kind of like range of motion within our training. Like, you know, if we're doing our rowing, all of a sudden our elbows want to start tracking outwards and we start flaring a lot easier as opposed to actually like tracking elbows straight back behind our body. So, you know, then we don't go into as much elbow flexion potentially or shoulder extension or like we start to be more abducted as we go behind our body. And yeah, we just start to like miss out on training that aspect of the bicep entirely. So then that sort of carries over to our ability to then, you know, perform good quality shoulder extension with squats or bench. And yeah, we just start to find different ways of, you know, getting into position. Um, and that could be like, you know, talking into more external rotation or like really having to shrug forward and over and dip the scaps into like a bit of anterior tilt. And yeah, these kinds of presentations, like they're not a guarantee they're going to hurt the bicep, but with enough training load, with enough, you know, just like frequency of the lift, potentially this can cause irritation. At least, yeah, that's usually like the most common presentation I'll tend to see with the bicep. How about you guys? Um, I guess <clears throat> I've only dealt with a few of these, but the, the one that was most challenging was um, actually Josh mm. uh, a few months ago. And we tried so many different things through his training program to try to correct his bicep pain, like, you know, um, from trying to get humeral extension from other means, but it turns out it was just his uh, scap that wasn't sitting, I guess, 100% properly on his, on his ribs. So actually training the triceps in a, in a protracted position and getting him to reach more helped his bicep ease up when he's squatting and when he's benching, which I found actually really quite interesting. Yeah, cool. Because um, when we workshopped it, I wouldn't have thought to, you know, get him to protract more um, to, to fix the bicep. Mm. Yeah, what about you, Dave? Um, I'm probably, I guess, a little out of the mix with this one. I haven't experienced it myself personally, and I don't see it all that often um, as well. I've probably had one or two people max that get a little bit of bicep pain on bench, and it's usually been a little weird thing. So when they first start, like, overemphasizing the external rotation component and just jamming into heaps of external rotation, and then, yeah, just getting a little bit of that tugging, pulling sensation on the bicep. Yeah. Kind of like a stretch, so just sort of, uh, I guess, slightly tweaking technique. 
yeah. um, getting a slightly more internally rotating position or you know, touching slightly higher on the chest so they can't actually tuck the elbows in external rotation as much. Um, that's been an easy fix for me. And then, like Tom mentioned, just going into a bunch of uh, shoulder extensions, so things like kickbacks and uh, straight-arm pull-downs, those sorts of things have been you know, a bit of a lifesaver with those two. Yeah, nice. That's good. I guess <coughs> in, in your experience, Tom, with, with the squat, the bicep pain that's typically presented. I know you said it can be, you know, real close to the shoulder and then also quite distal as well. Um, what would you say can be quite tricky out of the two? In regards to treating, which yeah, one's harder? Yeah, to treating. Uh, I think, like, they're both probably about the same, really. Like, I guess, like, the more sort of, like, pain close to the elbow sometimes goes hand in hand with, like, you know, the shitty sort of side of the elbow pain, like your classic sort of, like, tendinopathy presentations, you know, like your tennis elbow or like golfer's elbow, sometimes it goes hand in hand with that. But like, I mean, I don't think either one is necessarily harder to work out. Like, I think most of the time it's just making sure that we're just trying to restore whatever range of motion that person's missing. So like, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I wouldn't say either one's necessarily easier or harder. I think they're just different. Yep. Yeah, nice. Okay, I guess in terms of, um, you know, I guess working working with the deadlift then, um, those that get bicep pain when deadlifting, have you had much experience with those? Uh, I mean, apart from people just tearing their bicep, <laughs> no. bicep completely off. <laughs> Thank fuck, I've, never, I've only ever seen that in person a couple of times. I hate watching it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like every now and then, yeah. And I guess even myself in the past, I've felt something like once or twice. I think honestly, it's just when like you're pulling on the bar too much with your arms. Like if you're trying to bicep curl the bar to pull yep. the slack out, that's usually the big one. And that can come from either like a cueing side of things or just if your presentation really encourages you to be like reefing the bar with your arms as opposed to, you know, drawing slack out with your legs or drawing slack out with your back as like depending on your technique. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, I guess stepping away from potentially like, you know, the SPD stuff then, I know you do a lot of strongman and Dave, I know you coach Tom. So in your experience in your strongman training and or treating other strong men slash women, what's the go with bicep pain there? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming there would be quite a bit uh, due to the amount of pressing. I mean, yeah, like I, I'd say like personally, like the big one that I always felt if I did feel bicep stuff on was Atlas Stones. I was just about to mention that. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, a big hug. Yeah. And usually it's just because uh, I think it's just my technique was just bad yeah. <laughs> for like a long period of time. Because like, I mean, I don't remember the last time I had it now. Like, um, yeah, like I think it just often it just comes down to like, once again, kind of making sure you have the available range of motion for you. So for me, that was um, horizontal adduction, like making sure I could actually bring my arm across my body. Because like, if you're thinking about doing like a stone, like trying to hug yourself around yep. it, um, and me being me, I just spent my entire life in thoracic extension, so that was quite difficult for me to like to perform most of the time. And I think like you know, one of the things that um, I guess generally occurs with being in more thoracic extension most of the time is a lot of the time my tricep is in a little bit more of a shortened position, my bicep is in a little bit more of a lengthened position. So it just involved me to, you know, like just train a little bit more biceps to like shorten my bicep and like I guess my elbow flexes in general and as well as bring my arm across my body to actually start like handling that position. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say stones is a big one. Other than that, like I've seen like alongside deadlifts, um, like mixed grip deadlifts, um, I've seen some people hurt their biceps just by like, jerking a log as well or like yeah. jerking that kind of initial clean part of an overhead press. 
Yeah, that's where I sort of figured a lot of the issues would arise from. Um, the stones is an interesting one, um, but it makes a lot of sense, especially if you can't, you know, flex your spine too well. Yeah, <laughs> or just um, one part I'm of great it. Really at that. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but then, yeah, the, the the log was more, I guess, where I thought a lot of the issues would would lay, um, especially with a lot of the pressing, especially the positions that you're in quite a lot of. Yeah, I guess it's like it's it does come back to that shoulder extension thing a lot of the time with the log as well. It's like your biceps generally will feel pretty good if you know you're able to use that adduction power, you know, potentially through the lat um, during the clean portion, as opposed to you know just like picking the log up from the ground and like I suppose just pulling with your arms as opposed to using some of your back muscles. Yeah. So I've got a question for both of you guys. So. Um, Anecdotally, when I've spoken to people with bicep pain, not necessarily clients, just people in general, um, sometimes they feel like they get a big stretch in their biceps when they actually fully lock out their tricep. Um, I guess walk us through um, what's going on here if someone's, you know, when they're fully locking out the elbow and they're getting the stretching sensation, um, maybe they present with like a, a very a bent arm, um, you know, when they're just sort of stationary sitting around. Um, what's like I guess anatomically going on there and what might be the remedy uh, to sort of I guess start getting on the right track to get rid of this sort of stretching sensation and allow the person to fully lock out their arm um, so I suppose like without like you know having like that particular person in front of you like my best guess at this point here would be um, oh like it, it's honestly it's quite hard to say because like it, it can be yeah, like actually, I, I'm not sure. I it think can be like, a few things. Yeah. I guess the first thing that my brain goes straight to is that when we are getting that stretch sensation, um, I guess thinking about it, it, it could be a case that the bicep isn't like turning off. Um, so I think we've discussed this a few times with the lower leg, um, where if you can't fully lock the knee, it could be a case that the hamstrings are, aren't fully off um, per se. So that's, I guess, where my brain goes straight to. Um, so working out a way that we could or, or a position that we could uh, get that bicep to, uh, I guess, uh, air quotes here, switch off um, so we can get potentially more tricep or even training that bicep in that lengthened position. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, like I guess like the anterior tilt of the scap will leverage the bicep to yeah. be a little bit more shortened. So if someone's resting position or like I suppose like when they're um, in a press, like whether that's a bench press, overhead press, the scap should be going into a little bit more posterior tilt. Yep. as it is a shoulder flexion movement and if that scap more so tends to stay in anterior tilt depending on whatever kind of presentation their rib cage is their musculature those kinds of things that could mean that the bicep isn't you know eccentrically lengthening or yielding whatever you want to call it like throughout the movement and it's just kind of staying as like on as a shoulder flexor yep. so therefore like you know if you're doing a press that then immediately gets in the way of the tricep feeling like it can actually contract because it's almost got like I guess it's antagonist just fighting against it yeah. almost, oh sorry you. that's right and carrying on from that do you think this is also similar to um, I guess you guys have probably both seen it a ton is when people bench and they get called for soft elbows yeah. and it's yeah. not, not to their own fault they're trying to actually you know press the bar and lock their arm out but it physically just doesn't go um, do you think that's sort of the same thing do you think that's more technique based or some sort of combination of the two yeah I mean that could also come down to like um, wrist and hand sort of movement as well like yeah. um, I guess very similar to like you know if your foot like is stopping you from feeling like you can lock out your knee your hand can make it feel like you can't lock out your elbow too 
Um, so that could be either proximal or distal. So it's a good thing to have, like to look at both your grip, making sure that your grip allows you to fully push all the way through your hand, but also as well making sure that you know you can leverage your tricep with a little bit more posterior tilt, a little bit more potentially depression, those kinds of things with your bench press. Yeah, I think as well, depending on how they train, um, or depending on how they execute their lifts during training too, if they're not being told by their coach or, or viewing it uh, when they potentially look at their videos, that they're saying, okay, look, I actually need to really lock out my elbows a bit more. Um, and that could just be, you know, a little bit of a technique thing that they need to work on. Um, I think a few things that have really helped me um, do that, because I, I know for a while I was locking out the soft elbows. <laughs> I guess I say locking out, but finishing with soft elbows. Um, adding dips into the program really work well. And just yeah. emphasizing, I guess, snapping the elbows, I guess, into lockout, where it's a really hard, I guess, harsh lockout. Um, but not to the point where you hyperextend. Um, really help to, I guess, emphasise that lockout portion and translates really well to, to finishing off the bench quite nicely. And that, that works pretty well with what we've touched on <coughs> earlier with some sort of shoulder extension movements. So training, training the tricep in shoulder extension with something yeah. like a dip is probably a really good option. Yeah. And probably why a lot of people have seen really great success with adding them into a powerlifting program. Yeah. So like look at SSJ Bob. Yeah, the freak. Freak. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that like dips would be definitely a go-to. If you're not strong enough to do dips, then I'd definitely recommend doing something like a single arm tricep kickback, uh, probably with a cable would be my recommendation, um, just to get that constant tension relationship as opposed to the dumbbell. Um, Bench dips also work as well, just as yeah, like a deload. That's version. true, yeah. You can move your feet and make it easier or harder or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I think that's something as well that might might potentially help too is doing something like um, you know the Andrew Lock special the the, the face down A raises oh yeah yeah, yeah. just oh, yeah. like isolating shoulder isolating extension shoulder extension yeah. um, I think that would work quite nicely as well especially if you are getting that uh, minor bicep stretch sensation um, might be a, might be a case to implement some of those I guess like a telltale sign you can look for like on your bench if you're finding like your shoulder extension might be a limiting factor is it'll look like you'll have like uncontrollable tucking of the elbows as you come down to the chest or external rotations like it's especially if you're not actively cueing it yourself like you might notice the one side or both sides as the bar is coming down it's really hard for your elbow to stay stacked underneath your wrist and this yeah can present as either like you know elbows tucking external rotation even like i guess if you have your hand out like so your wrist excessively sort of like flexing or deviating to the sides it's like your thumb gets closer to like i guess the side of your wrist which is especially important for those who have that wider grip because like yep. all those little things can can contribute to making it feel like it's harder to get more power off the chest. It's just, there's just nothing, I guess, kind of like stacked underneath the wrist at that point anymore. Yep, doesn't make it easy. No, not at all. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, I guess in terms of when we do our assessments, Tom, what would be two or three things that you would look to do? Uh, usually the big one is like I always look at someone's bench first so I look for those things like I just mentioned there like what their elbows are doing like if they are able to you know, arch like the usual sort of technique side of things but very much like looking at how their body performs shoulder extension and if there are any sort of compensations in that regard and like you know it's more externally rotated or if they are able to just purely bring the elbow straight down underneath um, I guess like on top of that as well I'll also make sure that um, I suppose that person is able to keep pressure pushing through I guess the inside of the hand as well yep. very similar to the lower body where we want inside pressure in the foot we do also want to be able to maintain some form of inside pressure in the hand when we are pushing um, 
and then yeah, I'll do a, a brief like assessment as well, just you know, um, shoulder flexion, like general sort of shoulder movements too, to make sure. But typically, what we'll find is that someone with fairly poor shoulder extension will also have fairly poor shoulder flexion too. Yep. Um, I guess a few things that I, I I like to do with these types of clients is just train more arms and, and train train the scaps to move really well. If you tick off those two boxes, uh, one you're going to get jacked and you're going to get big arms, which is probably going to make benching a bit easier. But also you have full movement of your scaps, which typically with strength sports, your scaps can get locked quite well. Yeah, very much so. Dave, any pointers? Uh, no, nah, train your arms. Um, <laughs> big keys. If you need help, go and see someone, get it sorted out straight away. That's my recommendation. Yeah, awesome. Um, boy, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, feel free to send, a message, send us a message on Instagram. Um, if you guys have any other questions after listening to this, I'll be more than happy to help out. Um, but yeah, until next time, thanks until for listening. Time. Cheers.